Yeah, we're seeing inflation everywhere in commodities. And our biggest concern, uh, the people that suffer the most are our children, and they need that healthy food. Can you give us like some numbers, like how it was before and how is it now? Are you seeing clientele grow? Are you seeing a bigger demand from more people? So will grocery shoppers have to change their habits? Sarah Gouda and Jim Check from the Now Media Group ask questions, explore topics, and shine a light on the conversations that matter. So we're sitting down with Trevor Moss, Chief Executive Officer of the Central Okanagan Food Bank. And we're here to talk about food costs, food inflation, and what you're seeing with your clientele. Yeah, Jim, we're definitely uh, are seeing that. And uh, we just did some recent surveys uh, with our clients. And uh, definitely in reference to the food costs, uh, one of the reasons why, the top reason why they're coming to the food bank one is for rental costs. Uh, the second is for food cost. And so uh, there was reports that came out from the Canada's food price report uh, last year and this year. And so there was a 5 to 7% increase in food costs last year and another 5 to 7% this year. So it's year over year, and this is really impacting people. A lot of them are on fixed incomes. Uh, the inflation is there, and so we're hearing that. And we're also seeing it because our numbers, uh, which we would have thought by the end of COVID now, would have declined, but they're actually staying there and they're actually going higher. So with that, people on fixed income are typically tied to CPI, which is 2 to 3%. But the food inflation is a lot higher than that. And the more vulnerable people, they tell you, it would be more susceptible to rent, energy, and food costs. And rent, we did a story on Kelowna now today, 24% year-over-year increase in rent in Kelowna. So how do they, on a fixed income, allocate? Like, how do they have the money, their flexibility to kind of like, then, you know, the food is a, a cost that they kind of make substitutions or they have to find different means, I take it. Yeah, and that's what they're telling us is as they're showing up on our doorstep, they're like, I got to pay my rent or I got to pay my utilities. And they are so gracious and thankful because they're like, we don't know what we would have done without the food bank because they're having to make choices. And for instance, to buy the food, if they couldn't come to the food bank, then they actually have to take a loan or, or debt. And uh, so it's kind of that compound effect. So uh, they're telling us that and we're seeing it and um, food banks are always concerned about these gradual increases not just the spikes because of one reason and we're in this right now and we're seeing that it's magnified uh, going into this fall season and winter season are you seeing clientele grow are you seeing a bigger demand from more people yeah actually since january uh, we've actually had a 25 percent increase this year alone and we added last year as well so um the definitely the increase is there our numbers have gone up because because it's a tri-factor effect right it's the rent it's the cost of food and then it's uh, also in Kelowna. it's it's sometimes the lower wages that people are they're still working but they're they're not meeting uh their bill payments so will grocery shoppers have to change their habits? How are they? How are people going to deal with this? What needs to be done to help them? Yeah, I think people are picking and choosing right now uh, whether they're going to buy certain products, uh, whether it's in reference to produce, um, and they are picking and choosing, and that's what they're they're revealing to us. And, and the need is greater. And our biggest concern, uh, the people that suffer the most, are our children, um, and they need that healthy food. Uh, when they're going to the schools, they need the apples, they need the oranges. And so that's one of the things that we are seeing right now because we actually partner with seven schools. 
And, um, and every month right now, just this past month, we actually served 1,400 families slash children packs like with the yogurts and the apples. Um, it's the nutritional stuff. So they're saying they can't afford that. They're cutting back, but they're unfortunately cutting back on some of the healthy foods. Where are you able to help? You're mainly in the in the food area, I take it. So when people, like their energy costs, their rent costs, there's not much you can do in that realm, I take it. We're not, but what we're doing is we are working with some of our other not-for-profit agents, agencies and, uh, you know, like KCR and other organizations are, are trying to work with clients as best they can to help them say, okay, where can we find places to live, um, like Seniors Outreach or, or other organizations that we're aligned with, of course. Uh, but, but in reference to that specifically, our main mandate is food, but we are referring them to other organizations that are journeying with them, whether it's employment or cost, or the other thing is budgeting uh, in reference to their finances. But there's a reoccurring theme there, like no matter what, the cost of food is really expensive. There's projections out there that say things are going to get a lot worse. We watched a, a video yesterday talking about, in the U.S. on food, talking about 30 40 percent in the next nine months. What would that do if we were to see something like that? Jim, that, that really concerns me um, because we're surprised right now how many people are accessing uh, our food bank and other providers um, in reference to combating the, the food insecurity piece on it. And so it does, it does concern us, and uh, we are doing our best to um, meet that need. And, of course, the community have been helping us, and uh, we put in a, a full-blown food recovery piece where we're working with the retail grocery stores um, for anything that they can't sell. You know, say, like, for instance, if you're going into a grocery store and there's, you know, a carton of milk there, and the best before date is October the 18th, and there's one there for October 25th. You're going to pick the October 25th. So, so we're taking those types of things and working with the grocery store saying, okay, like you can't sell it, so we're going to take it. But the expiry date on that milk is probably closer to the end of October. And so we're educating our clients on that. And these are things that we're doing creatively to meet the needs and the demand. And what is triggering this food inflation? Are things going to stabilize? Are the prices going to come back to a normal, in your opinion? That's what we're hoping for. Um, but what we're seeing with the unrest in the food supply chain, especially gas costs, transportation costs, uh, unfortunately, and with higher employee wages, because there's also an employee shortage, uh, because of that, Unfortunately, that is then in turn being reflected back into consumer and food prices. And um, so there's no doubt in my mind that <laughs> I'm really concerned about that. Yeah, we're seeing inflation everywhere in commodities, food, energy, natural gas has gone from $2 to $6. Yeah. Like we're seeing it everywhere. And the rent one is very concerning for this market for sure at 24% year over year. Those are, I would say, unheard of numbers. Yeah, it is. And I mean, especially for our vulnerable populations, like the ones that are in disabilities, seniors. Um, I mean, we have families sometimes that are coming in and have six children. Like it's it, it's those types of families, but also another growing population is single people. Like it's it just seems to be hitting every 
aspect. It doesn't matter who the person is, what their background is. Um, it, it is one of those kind of factors that are, are there. And um, we're doing our best to help give people hope and, uh, and help them along their way so that they can get through this difficult season. You said you had a bu- that your budget increased when you were shopping for the food bank. Can you give us like some numbers, like how it was before and how is it now? Would you say it's almost double, or? Yeah. So in this past, in our last fiscal year, um, because we worked very closely with retailers, partners, uh, food banks Canada and food banks BC, uh, and also because we work with partner agencies and associate food banks. Uh, we actually almost doubled our food distribution to our clients and to these partner agencies. So uh, it was a big undertaking for for us, but it also shows uh, the need that was there. And um, and we're just hoping that uh, right now we're working through sustainability plans uh, to, to make that work from a budget perspective and from a cost perspective. So with the generous donations, um, the support from the community, um, I think that that's really important to help them. Um, We don't call it a handout, we actually, it's a hand up and kind of partnering and collaborating with them. And we are, we're starting to do the advocacy piece as well between with us and Food Banks BC. um, We do believe that the government needs to be involved in this um, to help with the, um, the funding piece of it. And before COVID um, actually hit, uh, food banks rarely got any money, direct money from the government. Uh, We did get some um, when COVID started. So we're advocating for that because someone's got to bridge the gap um, and help these people. And everything that I want to dispel is, is a lot of people are coming in using a food bank for three to seven months. They're not chronic users. Um, and that's the other thing is, is we're helping people in the short term to get back up on their feet, whether they've lost their job or they're on a disability or they just can't make it until they can get a better job. And I, I wish you could see and hear their stories um, and just watch for kind of what we're doing and contact us and we'll, we'll share those stories <laughs> uh, and you'll see some of those stories coming out, especially in our Christmas season. Thank you for your time today. Thank you for the opportunity. Hopefully that was okay. Thank you, and yeah, made it very comfortable for me. <laughs> nice and easy. Eh? That's the end of today's conversation. If you have any topics that you'd like to have featured, please email Sarah Gouda at sgouda at nowmediagroup.ca. That's S G O U D A at nowmediagroup.ca.